Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to This is the Sound of My Soul. I'm Melissa Reyes at Ms. Meliz, and today I have a special guest with me. Her name is Allison from the Keto Health Project. Hi, Allison. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm so glad you're here. Me too. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm just so glad to be able to talk to you finally and get the skinny on Keto Health. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited I, too. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. So if everybody doesn't know about Allison, she's a friend of mine who I met on Snapchat and we've known each other pretty much from all around social media and we've also met in person. But Allison, tell me about yourself, a little bit about your background and, and history and how you came to um, get involved with this keto business. Well, I am, um, well, I really love social media. Uh, I was around when they were still using couplers instead of modems. <laughs> you know, those kind of modems um, were a little hard to use, but I persevered and I got involved in bulletin boards and different kinds of social media up through today where it's so much more exciting. And um, the other part of me is that I've always struggled with my weight. And I've done so many different weight loss groups. And, you know, when social media began to explode with different health and fitness groups, um, I discovered how awesome it is to find a group of people that you relate to, uh, you know, around health issues and, and weight issues, supporting one another, giving each other resources and information. So that's what led to me um, just, I was so happy to discover keto mm -hmm. that, that's why I created the group. And very briefly, I discovered keto because, you know, when you try everything and you try it over and over again and it doesn't work, and I say that's the um, definition of insanity. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I decided to try something I'd never tried before. And keto um, was something that a friend of mine was doing. So I did a bunch of research on it, liked what I was reading, and I jumped into it and I never looked back. I can't imagine doing anything different than, than keto. Okay. And how long have you been doing keto? Well, I started October of 2016 and I took a break um, probably about the middle um, few months of 2017. And then I restarted. And in fact, the Keto Health Project um, podcast starts on, it started on January 7th. So I'm actually bringing everybody with me on my you know, rebirth into keto. So this is really new, actually, for you. And even something that you've been doing for a year is still pretty new. And, you know, for those of us who've been around the planet for a while, yeah. um, what, tell us what keto is exactly. What are the main elements of keto that make it different from any other um, healthy lifestyle regimen? Because, you know, I'm well, not going to use the D word. Right. <laughs> yeah, we actually try to say way of life and then I keep, you know, way of life, way of eating instead of diet. Yeah. yeah that's the thing about keto is that it is um, a way of living. It's not a diet. Good. Diet is usually, you know, seen as something short term so that mm -hmm. you can reach a particular goal and then you move on to other things and that original problem may come back. Yeah. Or I like to say we're all we all have a diet. That's what we eat. That's yes. that's what the human people do. We yes. consume food and that's the diet. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, so the, the ketogenic way of eating is about healing your body. So it's not primarily losing weight. Losing weight is something that happens, as I call it, a happy accident. Mm, so if you're healing your metabolism, yeah, and healing your hormone, your hormonal system, 
um, which is what keto does, you will also heal other areas. Um, and that could include, um, and, and this is all different for everybody, obviously, and keto isn't necessarily the only thing you should do. I don't want people running around thinking, you know, I could eat a ketogenic diet and cure cancer. Right. But um, hormonal-based cancers, um, epilepsy, um, insulin resistance, diabetes are some really major health issues that are positively impacted by keto. Mm. Well, I'm diabetic, so and I have liver disease in my family, so I'm always kind of watching my doing things that are healthy for my liver. Yeah. And I did a lot of research um, after my mom passed away from cirrhosis of the liver and my sister and my mom's twin sister. Wow. So they all, yeah. So it's kind of a, we thought for a while it was a female genetic disorder in my family and, you know, just kind of a weak immune system and primarily, you know, poor mm -hmm. genetics yeah. in my family. We've also had men who've passed away from liver cancer. So, you know, I try to do eat things that are healthy for my liver that don't tax the liver. I did a lot right. of research on the Mediterranean diet and healthy cancer diets about 10 years ago. And I've just tried to stay within the practice of eating things that, um, you know, would be healthy for regenerating cells. And, um, you know, that's worked for me. As soon as I stray from that, you know, I tend my triglycerides to go up. Oh, but, yeah. you know, and I've, I've come back from having a borderline of fatty liver. And right now I have a really healthy liver. My triglycerides are down, been consistently down for a while. And so, like, but I've never researched keto. So I'd like to know kind of like what exactly do you eat that may, and that what practices make it different from anything else you've ever tried? Okay, well, um, the, the main thing about a ketogenic way of eating is that your goal is to remain in ketosis. And it's really that simple. Um, people can make it as complicated as they want, but the... the okay, I'm going to stop you. What's ketosis? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> our bodies are generally running on glucose. Yes, so we get that from carbs simple carbs, complex carbs, whatever it is that you're eating that has carbs in it, our bodies in our society and in most societies, um, we are used to eating breads and junk food and pastas and cakes and all that stuff, rice, all those things are high. Anything starchy as well, they're high in carbs. And so oh, our bodies are trained. Sugar. Yeah, yeah, sugar. Um, we're, our bodies are trained to run on that. But when we're born, we're actually in a ketogenic state. You know, we haven't been introduced to all this, you know, stuff that are that we um, eventually learn to eat. And mm -hmm. of course, we've been taught that that stuff is healthy, that we should be eating all kinds of grains, we should include bread, and that kind of stuff. So, um, so naturally, our brains are running on carbs. Um, you know, we get hungry every few hours. We're taught by the American Diabetes Association that we're supposed to eat every few hours mm -hmm. to keep our uh, blood sugar stabilized, and we are given insulin, right? Mm -hmm. And um, and that's part of a uh, approach to treat diabetes that basically we're told is a progressive disease, mm -hmm. and that we're never going to be free of it. And so we get more and more medications, and those medications have side effects. Blah blah blah. So traditionally, let's just uh, uh, can I correct you and say that's traditionally what we've been told because that's not what my doctors told me. My doctors told me that I could turn it around, so and not be diabetic. Well, so that's maybe, the cool thing. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what, maybe that that's changing now. Well, 
part of the ketogenic way of eating has been to fight the American Diabetes Association and all these traditional ways of teaching about diet that say that diabetes is, you know, a, a normal factor of whatever, the American yeah. diet, and some people are more sensitive and they'll develop um, diabetes and that's a progressive disease and here's some medication. And um, thankfully that's been changing, but that's a new thing. That's yeah. a, a very modern thing to have a doctor who will tell you that it's not progressive yeah. and that you can change it by diet and you can get off all your medications. Yeah. And that is something I'm so grateful for because certainly, um, you know, people in my life who have had diabetes were never taught that. They never knew that there were options. Right. It was like, oh, we're, you know, my, that was a threat growing up. My mom's like, you better watch out. You're going to get diabetic. You're going to become diabetic just like yeah. me and it's going to happen. And, you know, yeah. and then did, I thought, oh my gosh, you know, I yeah. failed. Exactly. And you feel like it's inevitable. But, mm -hmm. you know, part of the new science is that even though we may be genetically predisposed to certain illnesses, we we nurture that with our environment and the things that we eat. Yes. Um, so we can turn those genes on or off. So you might yes. be predisposed to liver disease, for example, but if you create an environment that doesn't turn on those genes, you may escape it, you, you know? Yeah, so it's, I believe it. Yeah, yeah. That's so that's what I'm doing. Sorry to interrupt you. I'm no, so no. excited. I'm so with, right with you on this. So going back to what, okay, so I'm understanding ketosis a little bit. What is it that causes, uh, what do you do that's different that makes you stay in ketosis then? What do you eat that's mm -hmm. different? I'm trying to get down to the crux of it. That's So you're not consuming the carbs. carbs. Right. Okay. So so basically we start out, you know, we're, we're, we've learned to eat carbs and so we're carb burning for fuel. Mm -hmm. What we do in keto is we are burning ketones for fuel. Mm -hmm. And the way that your body um, develops these ketone bodies or develops ketones is when you get rid of the glucose that our bodies are craving. So once you've removed glucose from your diet, your body has to turn to another kind of fuel. And it's going to turn into it's going to turn to ketones. That's natural. People think that ketones are dangerous and they're unnatural and you shouldn't be doing this. But no, ketones are natural fuel for us. We just don't use them, and we train our bodies to you know to feed from the carbs that we're consuming. And it doesn't mean that your body doesn't need carbs at all. But there's only like two body parts really that need carbs, and our body can produce carbs out of protein. So, so is it basically just a high protein diet? Um, not really. It's more high fat than high protein. Protein is really moderated because too much protein isn't good for you either. Too okay. much of anything isn't good for you. But yeah, if you've got um, like kidney issues, you don't, um, definitely you don't want to eat too many proteins. Right. Like I can't eat a lot of protein because of my liver. I want to try not oh, to have yeah. my liver have to process all that protein. So exactly. I try to not eat too much protein. Not, not, I'm talking red meat. You know, like, a, you know, I eat, I eat meat. I definitely eat meat, but I don't eat a lot of red meat, mm -hmm. um, particularly beef. But, right. um, but that's just, it's too hard. But, and I'm, and I've been fine with fat. I've always known that fat, it doesn't make me fat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, but it's that sugar. Oh, it's oh, evil, yeah. evil, evil. Yeah. So I do try to have more protein and natural fat, you know, not natural fat, you know, healthy fat. Exactly. Yeah. Um, 
And so, but so I think that I'm naturally inclined to towards this way of being. I just didn't know the terminology. So I'm interested yeah. more in what your practice is. And then I'd like to know what you've learned from your experience in doing this in the past year about yourself. Okay. Well, um, every day um, I make sure that ahead of time, because I am a food addict, that's another reason why keto works for me. Um, so every day I, I track ahead of time what I'm going to be eating and how many carbs, how many um, grams of carbs are in it and protein and fat. Mm-hmm. And um, the thing about um, eating ketogenically is that because all those carbs are out of my system, it's like a light switch for me and it just turns off all those cravings. Mm-hmm. So I can actually live my life without being obsessed with food, which is not what I can do when I'm consuming carbs because I'm going to be hungry every few hours and I'm going to be thinking of all the easily burned carbs I'm going to be eating. Um, so with, with keto, um, with a ketogenic way of eating, my, my breakfast, um, if I even have breakfast, um, will usually be coffee with cream. And I use heavy cream because there's hardly any um, carbs in it, mm-hmm. as opposed to half and half in milk. And um, I have, I might have an egg or two. Um, I can have cheese, um, but usually it'll just be coffee and cream. And then I'll save my, uh, my, my actual two meals for lunch and dinner. And I, I usually have maybe liver with uh, some onions and a side of say broccoli or Brussels sprouts. Uh, kind of Are you carb- telling me that when my mom was eating liver and onions when I was a kid, that that was like the healthy thing for her to be? <laughs> <laughs> it was actually healthy. I know I yeah. ate it liver when I was growing up. But liver then again, I hated onions. bacon too. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, liver and onions I've had. Um, you can have chicken. Chicken is like pretty much um, the densest in protein. So um, you can't really have too much of that if, you're, if you want to keep your protein low. But like three ounces of it is what, about 27 to 30 grams, which is, you know, enough for one meal. But, uh, you know, there's eggs, cheese, there's almonds, um, uh, the Brussels sprouts and the spinach that I mentioned. All of these are foods that I eat. I, I also eat Spam. That's like my, <laughs> that's like my guilty pleasure. Uh-huh. Interesting. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's very flavorful. I mean, it, it's not something you probably should eat regularly but i could eat it regularly it's um lower in protein so i could have twice as much um spam as i would of you know say chicken or something it's got the I fat see. in it yeah so you look for things that have a lower amount of protein and you can eat more quantity of it is that how it works well for me and because i'm still in the early stages of getting back into keto so i'm used to eating the volume of food uh-huh. so i'm cutting down gradually yeah at some point when you're eating keto you don't want to eat that much anymore you're it's so um satisfying and filling you've got you know fat and protein right there that are truly filling you up and they and it tastes delicious but um i'm in the beginning and so i'm using um, spam is good because yeah, I can eat more of it without so much protein, and um, and it's salty. When you're eating um, a ketogenic uh, diet, you uh, it's a diuretic process, so you need a little bit more salt, you know, to help you not lose quite so much water. Do you um, do you have a limit on how much protein you can have in a day? Is that 
Yeah, it's generally um, about 65 or so grams. I mean, for mm -hmm. women, I think the RDA is like 45 or something, mm -hmm. which isn't very much, mm -hmm. you know, and neither is 65. But there are people who will go to town and have like over 100 grams of protein. And I've done that. Um, but now that I'm more aware of protein and how hard your kidney has to work, for example, yeah. to process it. Um, I'm being a little more moderate in how much um, protein I eat. In fact, that's going to be the topic of one of my Keto Health Project um, episodes, because um, there is some confusion about uh, keto being a high protein diet. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. yeah. It's not. I'd like I to, think, I'm going to have to check your episode. Tell me about your podcast. Well, the podcast takes people on the journey that I'm on mm -hmm. in um, being a food addict and being overweight and having tried so many weight loss programs and feeling like a failure and not realizing that the diets were failing me, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, so on a ketogenic way of eating, I'm letting people know how I feel, um, what progress I'm having, what I'm learning about myself. I'm learning about the foods that I eat, um, where I get it, how I plan my meals, the apps that I use, mm -hmm. anything, my activities, mm -hmm. and basically um, just let people know what it's like. It's, you know, taking the myth out of it. It's not a magical thing and being practical about it. It's, it's not a weight loss diet. It's mm -hmm. to heal yourself. So um, I'm hoping that people will understand it from that perspective and also hear the message that it's not the keto diet. There is no keto diet. Yeah. It's, you know, it's a, it's a healing method um, for, your, for your metabolism and your hormones. And so you basically create the diet that works for you that's healthy. And, and that's what I'm doing. It's like finding the balance that's right for you. Yes. I like definitely. that. I like yeah. that. So what have you learned about yourself in the process so far? Well, um, I think the, the whole... I think the weirdest thing I learned was that I always thought that I was addicted to sugars. And when I, you know, when that switch went off and I wasn't addicted at all, I realized it's the, it's the quality of the food that's doing it to me. It's, it's, it's like a, it's like when people are chemically addicted to alcohol or anything else. Uh -huh. For me, I, you know, that addiction is comes, comes from the food. It's not a weakness of character. And, you know, and we're absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so I, I stopped punishing myself. Right. Oh, gosh. I learned that as well. I thought it was about, um, um, what's that word? Um, Gluttony. Willpower. No, willpower. <laughs> I was yeah, always yeah. told that I didn't have any willpower. And yeah, I too. thought, I thought, okay, I, I can do this. I'm going to not eat that sugar. I'm going to, you know, I know what's right and what's wrong. I've, I've done the research. I've studied, I've seen it all my life. I know what I can't have. And then it would be there. And I would say, okay, I, I'm not going to have it. And then a day later, Oh, just one time it'll be okay. Mm -hmm. And then I couldn't get past a day or two without breaking the diet. I had no willpower and I put it on myself. And you know what? As soon as I realized that it was an addiction to the sugar, just like an alcohol or drug addiction or smoking, that it was going to take more than two days to, to get it out of my system. That was yeah. a chemical thing. Yep. And that was when I talked to my doctor about treating it that way and that there was resources to help me just like a, an addict of anything else. And that's how I beat it, you know? And yeah. so now, um, now I know, just like I quit smoking, if I can get mm -hmm. past four days without any sugar, I can go 
weeks, months, I've even gone probably four months without any processed sugar. And I'm talking sweets. I'm talking yeah, yeah. having donuts. Like at my job, at my work, one of, the, one of the responsibilities is that I have to order donuts for the entire student oh, body oh. and pick them up at the donut <laughs> shop, put them in my car, wow. take them. We're talking 20 dozen donuts. That's cool. Yeah, it's cruel. My mouth is watering. I could taste it in my mouth because these Ugh. are, I don't want to, you know what I'm not going to do. I'm not, I'm not going to torture you. But right. you get the idea. Okay. Yes. I'm going to skip ahead to where there's leftover donuts that I get to take back to my office. Nice. So this is like three days worth of having a sugar, like crack in my hand. <laughs> and now I can do it without even licking my fingers if I accidentally mm. happen to touch yes. one. Where before it would be like planning out how I'm going to sneak them and get away with it and, you know, parceling out my donut bin. Yeah, I definitely believe it. <laughs> then after that, somebody walk in my office saying, "Is it? hey, do you want these leftover brownies? Mm. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. And then after that, it's too late. It's just like, well, you know, I've already gone this far. Yeah. So, but now I can do all of that. And then I'm even, I'm like, eh, <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's amazing. I mean, I can sit next to a, a Snickers bar and not hurt it. Right. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's very much like if I get into a rental car that says it's not been a smoking rental car or go into a hotel room that says it's a non-smoking hotel room, and I know that someone has smoked in there. I yeah. know it because I was a smoker, and I know that smell. I can taste it in my mouth. Yeah. And, I, and at first it's appalling, and then you start to crave it. Yeah. So, like, you know, I just, I just never – thought it was the same until, you know, it's not about willpower. Mm -hmm. It's a chemical reaction. So anyway, thank you for, um, I'm glad that, you know, we've gotten that <laughs> agreement <laughs> because I think many, many people are realizing it. And that's, you know, I know that with my podcast and with my, you know, social media activity, it's not just about feeding my, you know, love of that, talking to people, hearing my own voice. I want to help other people. And I know you yeah. do too. Definitely. So how can people reach you and listen to your podcast and find you on social media? Well, I am on Twitter under the Keto Health Project, and it's P-R-J-C-T because of the limit <laughs> of letters. <laughs> it took so, out the vowels. Um, that's right. And then the same on Instagram. I'm there. And then I'm also on Snapchat. If you're on Snapchat, um, I am uh, World Harmony, but I have a group called the Keto Health, the Keto Health Project. And um, so you can join the group if you want. It's been a little quieter lately. So we have plenty of room for new people. You are and so then, snap savvy. That's right. And then I'm on um, Anchor right here. I have a podcast that comes out. Um, and I do a almost daily update. And then once a week, my friend Yolanda and I do a show where we compare how we've done all week and just talk about keto issues. And you use the Fitbit too, don't you? Um, you well, I was active using Fitbit. Um, yeah, I do the Fitbit challenge, um, and I have uh, the Apple Watch, so if anybody has that, um, we can connect on that. But yeah, I use those because they really help. Um, the pedometer helps me to just stay active and get motivated for that. Oh, my Fitbit is not very happy with me right now. She's jumping <laughs> up and down, and there's a big zero. I've been sitting here for more for my hour and not moved 
Oh. And I'm like, wave my arm or something. A little bit. <laughs> it doesn't work. Right. She knows I'm not standing up. Um, oh. I love the Fitbit I got for Christmas as a gift, which was like a big risk. My poor husband, he was like really like not sure if I like it. I was really mm-hmm. disappointed when I opened it. But I love it. I yeah, love it. Yeah. I love the app. I love the interface. I love the um, all the reminders and the way you can track things. And, yeah. you know, if you're all in, just I highly recommend either the Apple Watch or the, or the Fitbit or some app where you can have that accountability and that, um, you know, the all of the, yeah. the motivation, but all the tracking. You know, I'm, I'm not... I've hated analytics for my blog and <laughs> for those type of <laughs> metrics for so long, although we have to rely on them. But it's kind of neat um, to see as much data that they can give you. And you can track what you're eating so easily. All the restaurants, everything is, there's so many people using it. It's so easy just to say anything you ate and all of the information on how much protein and fat and, and carbs are in it, how many calories are in it, any, you know, yeah. And you can track your sleep patterns, what you're drinking, everything. Right. I yeah. love it. Me too. So um, let's see. What advice would you give someone who's starting out or interested? What would be the first thing that they should do? Ketogenic um, way of eating. I would say um, after you see your doctor, hint, hint. Uh, <laughs> definitely. I, I agree with you on that. Yeah, I work with sure. my doctor on all this stuff. Right. And make sure your doctor knows what you're talking about. I had to educate mine a little bit, um, but she uh, is on board and she's very much a partner. So if you make your doctor your partner, um, you can get all the tests and you could actually tell your doctor what tests you want. My doctor lets me dictate <laughs> the tests and she'll order them. That's and that way funny. I can track my triglycerides and lipids and all that stuff. Yeah. My second bit of advice is do your research. Um, don't, don't just you know, join some popular group because the next thing you know, um, people will be trying to sell you stuff and you don't need to buy anything to get into ketosis and stay in ketosis. Yeah, you don't have to buy people's programs or their, you know, download their, you know, whatever's. Yeah. And research is more than just Googling it. Yeah. Read more than one, um, you know, resource and Mm -hmm. don't just click on the first thing that comes up because most likely it's an advertisement. Yeah. Yeah. So it's um, not research. Yeah. To me, keto is all about empowering yourself. You know, you're, you're going to do your research. You're going to get information. You're going to be a partner with your doctor and you're going to eventually have a diet that works for you, that keeps you healthy and keeps you in ketosis. And And that's my mantra. Um, but all keto is, is staying in ketosis and doing it helpfully and reaching your goals helpfully. And ketosis, when you say staying in ketosis, that's a certain level of... Um, yes. The, I don't um, understand. Yeah. When you're in ketosis, you're, um, the way you know you're in ketosis, if you wanted to measure it like I do, is you would um, get one of those uh, blood measuring uh, devices. They're uh-huh. sort of like the ones you used to, like you probably use to measure your blood sugar uh-huh it's it's just like that mine actually measures both blood sugar and keto level you don't have uh. to do that uh, but if you keep yourself under if you keep yourself at 20 grams of carbs per day and that's and that's what you did every day you're going to be in ketosis i mean there's you're, you don't have to worry about it so if you do that your body has not enough carbs to eat so it's going to turn to fat and that's how you're going to be in ketosis so, so 20 carbs is, a fat burning machine. 
So you're consuming 20, 20 grams, of grams of carbs or less per day. Maximum. Exactly. Okay, so gotcha. no more than 20 grams. Yeah. yeah. And that's going to be whole foods, not crackers, not Atkin bars, <laughs> you know, not low carb bread. You want to, it doesn't mean you can't eat those things, but you're kind of wasting your nutrients that right. way. Um, so that's what you want to stick to for the ketosis part of it. 20 grams of carbs or less. And I think carbs, I do that. Yeah, you, you with the low sugar, yeah, just yeah. a low sugar diet. That's like was what I call, you know, a healthy yeah. a healthy lifestyle. Yes, and you know, and that, and you really have to be aware of that. There's sugar in everything. Yeah, you know, and um, so I'll, no, you know, I really don't drink alcohol anymore. And not that I drank alcohol a lot. <laughs> it's just I'd rather have my sugar in something else, like a glass of milk now and then or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just a lot of sugar and things like that. Yeah, and that's really the thing about making this diet your own because your your diet, and this is oh, <laughs> our, life, our lifestyle, which this is meant to be something you do long term, um, you're going to adapt to yourself and you're going to change it as you get healthier. So mm-hmm. your diet, you know, five years from now, it's not going to be the same as it is when you first start the ketogenic way of eating because you're not going to need it to be that way. Interesting. Well, I think that we're going to have to, you know, check back with you in six months or so and see how things are going. And yeah, yeah, so where do you think the Keto Health Project will go um, for you next? What do you see in the future for yourself with this project? I would love to meet people. Um, whether it's, you know, visiting people in their homes, helping them to, um, you know, learn different recipes, seeing people, their success, interviewing people who are on um, keto and, mm-hmm. and just, you know, getting their responses and their enthusiasm. And I must tell you um, on Instagram, the, the keto group there, if you want to call it a group, the, the population there are so helpful. Community. So yeah. yeah. So if you're interested, just, you know, look at Instagram and do a hashtag on um, keto and you'll see a lot of recipes and befores and afters and very happy people. <laughs> Great tips. Great tips. Thank you so much, Allison. I really Thank appreciate you. it. I look yeah. forward to hearing more about it. I will, I'm going to follow you on Anchor and on Twitter and on Thank Instagram. You. Thank you so much for being here on This is the Sound of My Soul. Thank you very much for giving me a a platform to speak. (laughs) Have a wonderful day. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye.